My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. An Erio's original. And welcome to Web Crawlers, the podcast where we do a deep dive into some of our favorite mysteries. Each week, we will introduce our topic, lay out our research and findings, reveal some conspiracy theories, and conclude with our own hypothesis. I'm Allie Siegel. And I'm Melissa Stetton. And where is Mar- Maria? Where is Maria? We know where Maria is. But do you? But do you? Uh, <laughs> Melissa, who are our patrons for today? We have Ms. Robinson and Bobby Jean. Bobby Jean, I believe, is the name of the girl who was in um, Tu Wong Fu, one of the characters' names, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. I've um, never seen it. Oh my god! You and Martin have to watch it. I've, it like, I've heard it's amazing. I just I don't know why I haven't seen it. Oh, uh, John Leguizamo is so. Good I fucking in love it. John Leguizamo. Yeah, love him I, in Romeo and Juliet. I go hard <laughs> for Leguizamo. He is so good. Yeah, we're Leguizamo <laughs> heads over here at Web Crawlers. Um, so yeah, uh, welcome to the team, guys. There's some fun stuff in store for you now that I am out of my COVID bubble. <laughs> Melissa, what is our episode on today? I don't even know. Well, today is this this thing called Munchausen by Internet. Oh, I love Munch- Munchausen by Proxy, so now I'm excited. Yeah, and it's about this insane Durr family Facebook hoax that got crazier and crazier the more it was exposed. Durr is spelled D-I-R-R, not 
<laughs> it's this hoax that I was pretty big back in 2012. I had never heard of. Oh my god! I don't know where I found it. I was just going down looking up hoaxes and saw You're like the most famous holes. hoax. I was in one of my holes, <laughs> and I found this article in the Guardian written by Taryn Wright. It's pr- it's crazy. It's really crazy. I can't wait. Let's get into, into it. it. Okay, on May 13th, 2012, the father of Dana Durr, who's a 35-year-old surgeon in Saskatchewan, Canada, posted on Facebook, urgent prayers needed. The post said his daughter Dana was fighting for her life after this terrible car accident. Dana had been airlifted to the hospital, coincidentally, the same hospital where she was working as a trauma surgeon, and Dana was also 35 weeks pregnant. Oh, no. So, of course, like hundreds of supportive comments flooded in. The family was like updating everyone on Dana's status. Yeah. The entire Durr family was open, was very open about sharing every detail of their life on Facebook. They were like one of those. Oh, God. Facebook families or whatever. Yeah. Then Dana's husband, JS, he had been active on social media and in online communities for over 10 years. And he had acquired hundreds of pretty much online-only friends. Listen, unfortunately, I get it. Yeah, I got a lot of followers on Twitter. I get it. And he had at least one online lover. Ooh. Same. Uh, In 2010, two years before Dana's accident, Dana and JS had become like minor internet celebrities because they were sharing the story of their seven-year-old son, Eli was battling his fourth bout of cancer oh, and they God. called him warrior eli oh gosh so they it was like little news stories and like things yeah about, like, I, pray for i eli. can totally imagine it yeah so while dana was in the hospital js posted that their baby evelyn was born at 11 p.m but then an hour later dana died oh shit and then js said she wouldn't have wanted evie's birthday to be overshadowed by the death of her by the, her death every year, so she waited until just two minutes after midnight on Mother's Day to leave us. Okay. And everyone was like, oh, that's, uh, what a what a coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> How dramatic. Yeah. So the family's friends and followers asked them about setting up, like, crowdfunding to raise money for JS mm. and the family, but he turned it down. Interesting. He, he said the Canadian healthcare system would be paying for everything. Which is probably true. true. Yeah. And instead, the family asked for donations to be made to Alex's Lemonade Stand, which is a childhood cancer charity. It's like a legit cancer charity. So the Facebook friends of the Durs were like devastated about Dana's death. They had gotten to know this family over like many, many years of them just posting about their lives and all their kids. They had like 11 kids. Yeah. And like their sorrow and their health issues. I'm sure. Yeah. So then cut to Taryn Wright. She's a journalist living in Chicago. She stumbled upon the story of Dana Durr, but she was also like a little suspicious and didn't think things added up. It was Dana's dramatic death, the birth of her baby on Mother's Day, and it wasn't reported anywhere else in the media. Like there were no... That's bizarre. Death announcements, no anything. And the more Taryn looked into it, the more the entire Durr family saga, which was like chronicled in 10 years of blog posts, MySpace pages, online photo albums, and Facebook, it just seemed a little off. 
There were too many kids. Too many of them were twins. I don't like it already. I don't like it already. (laughs) There were murders, mistaken identities, just so much drama in this family. It all sounded like a soap opera. Do you remember? This is unrelated, but there was that influencer who was like, got famous for being a travel influencer and then it turned out everything was like a green screen oh yeah she did it like to see <laughs> yeah. if she could trick people into yeah it. she just like photoshopped herself yes. in different places and like green screened her place That's like it's scary amazing. what people do yeah so taryn did like the classic catfish trick of reverse image searching mm. a bunch of these photos of the Durr family And she found that all of the photographs had been taken from a South African blogger. None of the photos of this family were real. What? Also, Dana Durr was supposedly a trauma surgeon. There was no doctor profile on the hospital's website. There were no search results that hadn't been, like, written by the Durrs themselves. That's crazy (laughs) so she's like uh wait a minute she uh was pretty sure this dana person didn't even exist seems like it yeah so she started a blog to keep track of all the research she called it the warrior eli hoax group oh god which is still up today oh really and then she posted it on facebook and then a bunch of people started joining the group and they posted like all their own findings Like, they would do reverse image searches for photos and put, like, who the real photo belongs to. Oh, no. And some had that were friends with the Durrs, like, Facebook friends, they were pretty upset that they had been lied to for, like, a decade. Yeah, I can imagine. It's like a, what was it, Gypsy Gypsy Lee or whatever? Gypsy Rose Blanchard? Yeah, Blanchard. Yeah, dude, Gypsy Lee is, like, the burlesque dancer. (laughs) (laughs) Blanchard, yeah. Yeah, crazy. And then some... Some of the people were like volunteers in childhood cancer communities. Oh, my God. They were obviously pissed. And then some people were just like members of the blog were just random people who stumbled upon it and who were just like fascinated by the whole situation. You. That's me. Yeah. So after having figured out that Dana Durr most likely didn't exist, Taryn started looking into the Durr's Facebook friends. Uh Uh-oh. She said, when I Googled their names, nothing came up. And when I started looking up their photos, I found that they had been stolen, too. Not only did Dana Durr not exist, neither did her husband or her sixth son, Eli. Oh More than God. 70 of the Durr's Facebook friends were fake, too. So she was creating, or this person <sighs> was creating, over 70 different Facebook profiles to, like, comment this seems unbelievable but you see it on catfish like the show catfish where people actually do it and this is an actual real phenomenon that people do this and it's bizarre and it has to be a new mental ill i mean i guess it's what you're what you're explaining it is a new mental illness i mean it's it's crazy it's really yeah this was this is 2012 and catfish the movie was like came out around the same time yeah. So this was like a new thing that people were discovering. Like, holy shit, you can do this? <laughs> like, you can just create yeah. your own world? And completely unique to the internet area. Yeah. Because, I mean, before, I mean, there's dissociative personality disorder, but that's right. something that's completely internal. This is something that you can choose to 
do create your own alternate it's just bizarre it's just the organization of it all and like the time spent doing this yeah how do these people do this i do not keep up with the lies i can't even return an email like these people are nuts remember all those passwords Oh my God. <laughs> Get, I have a note in my phone that has a list of passwords because I just I need know. to do that. I just forget my passwords all the time. Yeah, I change every day. I'm changing a password. Every change day. a password. Yeah. So previously, this Taryn Wright, she had also followed stories of people creating fake personas in the early days of social media, like Casey Nicole, who was a teenager dying of leukemia, who turned out to be a healthy middle-aged woman. And then Jesse Jubilee James was a cowboy fireman poet. Definitely cowboy. I who was that. suicidal and had liver cancer. Actually turned out to be a woman in her mid-50s. Because this like in so the early weird. days of the internet, you hear this story and you're like, oh my God. Yeah. This is so sad. But now like people do it all the time, like create fake personas. But this was like a new thing. <laughs> it just turns into people's creative writing projects. Yeah fun so in 1951 (laughs) the british endocrinologist richard asher coined the term munchausen syndrome which we have Mm -hmm. all heard for people who complained of being sick for attention Mm. and this is crazy munchausen patients have been known to bleed themselves in order to appear anemic Whoa. Or to dose themselves with chemotherapy drugs they don't need. I'd only heard I've I've heard of Munchausen by proxy where where caregivers were making people sick. That was and Gypsy I knew, Rose, right? Yeah. Her mom was giving her all these crazy drugs. Yeah, to make them sick so that they feel needed. Yeah. Uh, Munchausen, I never knew that they were making themselves sick. Yeah, I always thought attention. it was like in their heads. Like yeah, I thought it was like hypo, sick. but I guess that's hypochondria. Maybe. Right. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Interesting. But yeah, these people were like actually making themselves sick. That's crazy. Crazy. But then in 1998, after noticing an increase in similar behavior online, Dr. Mark Feldman, who's a clinical professor of psychiatry, coined the term Munchausen by internet. To describe people who spread accounts of fake illness online. He said, for most of these deceivers, sympathy and attention is the main thing. They get nurturance they feel unable to get in any other way. They may have poor social skills, poor coping strategies, and pretending to be ill allows them to manifest this incident and caring community. Which is true. For sure. I mean, absolutely. I absolutely understand the yeah. underlying incentive of it. It's really it's crazy. It's just... He also said before the advent of the internet, people would have to read medical mm. textbooks or go to medical libraries to learn about esoteric ailments. They also had to practice their pain faces in the mirror, then go to the ER and enact a painful crisis of some sort for the staff. Now you can just go to Wikipedia, become an expert on an ailment in 20 minutes, and you go online and instantly find a supportive community. Well, this is the pro- problem with TikTok, is I know so many yeah. people who are diagnosing themselves with ailments from a TikTok Especially video. Especially ADHD. There's so many like TikTok ADHD videos. Like, if you do this, if you do that, you have ADHD. Yeah. ADHD and autism, yeah. I've noticed, are big. Autism is a big one, too. Yeah. Neuro neurodivergence Mm -hmm. and i suggest you go to a doctor and not tiktok (laughs) yeah 
but we're so you know doctor doctor WebMD WebMD my- baby. My doctor told me I'm not allowed to go on WebMD. Like, I'm just as guilty. Like, I diagnosed... The other day, I diagnosed myself with some disorder uh, (laughs) that... um, Who's that singer? Halsey? Halsey, an article came out that Halsey was diagnosed with all this stuff. And I was like, I have three out of four of these things. I saw that too. And I was like, hmm. Especially being pregnant. Like, I've been Googling so much shit. Where I'm like, oh, fuck, I have that. My baby is going to die. <laughs> like, I have all this stuff. Oh, yeah. Halsey <laughs> has some disorder where her, her joints pop out or, and, or oh, they yeah. hurt. And she's like too flexible or something. And I was like, I have that. I, I have that. <laughs> I have and I need to go to the doctor immediately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just like restless leg syndrome or like I just don't get around enough. But yeah, I mean, I think we all do it to varying degrees. It's just how how badly are we craving that attention and community or is that our only outlet yeah yeah but if you post it on the internet you get tons of people who are like specifically searching for that who are like oh my god i have that too yeah like you have that too i'm so sorry like i hope you feel better like you just instantly get all the support oh 100 percent. yeah absolutely so yeah so then back in 2012 taryn wright she wrote tons of blog posts about the Durs. She traced a photo of Dana Durs' pregnant belly back to a New York mother and That's tracked insane. down 10 year old blog posts about the tragic murder of JS's fictional twin. Like, oh, apparently, her God. husband's twin got murdered. This girl, Cray. She should be, well, <laughs> this person should be in a creative <laughs> writing class. Yeah, take a girl, take a really creative amazing. writing course. Audit a creative writing course. Yeah. You don't have to. <laughs> Seriously, just submit this as your sample. So it didn't take long for the Warrior Eli hoax group to figure out who was behind the Durr drama. Mm. So several of the family supporters had received packages of plastic bracelets with a message of support for Warrior Eli. In each case, the return address was a home in Rootstown, Ohio. Interesting. That had like a real address on it. And then the public records show that it's owned by a man named William Durr. So records show that William Durr has a 22-year-old daughter named Emily Durr. Okay. And the packages had been sent and paid for by JS's sister, Emily. Huh. And Emily Durr had like her own online presence she was a medical student in Ohio. So Taryn Wright was like, oh, my God, is this the real person behind all of this? Like, she's the only real member of the Durr family that she could find. Yeah. So Taryn posted this all on the blog. Emily Durr contacted Taryn. Oh, my God. She admitted that she had created the whole saga. What? She said the story began in 2004 and it was a way to keep herself entertained, like fan fiction about a group of characters of her own invention. Girl. She wrote a public apology. She said, this all started 11 years ago when I was a bored 11-year-old kid looking for an escape from the pain and heartache I saw in my own family. It started almost 11 years old started this. Uh, She said it started almost as fiction writing, but the more time I spent escaping to it, the more real it became. I'm so sorry it hurt so many real families and so many people out there. Which is like, she didn't make money from this. 
Yeah. Because remember, she's like, please, like, Canadian healthcare covers all of this. Donate to this actual charity. So in that way, it's like, well, she wasn't making money off these people. So it's not, I don't know. But some yeah, of the group members were like pissed. Yeah. They wanted her prosecuted for fraud, for impersonating people, for like whatever. I mean, it's bizarre. Yeah. And then one of the angriest people in this Warrior Eli hoax group was this person named Father James Purrier. Hmm. And according to Purrier's Facebook profile, he was a 16-year-old single father who wanted to become a preacher. He was the one who found the Durr's old photo bucket account, which oh. turned out to be like an important clue. And he was also like posting how like shocked and horrified he was that anyone would pretend to be someone else online. Like he was very upset. But then the group started introducing themselves and this father James Purrier posted this like long insane story that Taryn recalls saying he said I was raped when I was this age then I had a kidnapping then my twin did this just like every kind of red flag Uh, so then Taryn Wright asked for photos of father James Purrier's two kids he sent a photo of a kid wearing a Halloween mask and Taryn's like, well, I don't believe that the photographs that you're sending are real. Yeah. So she kicked this guy out of the group. And then two weeks later, Father James Purrier, who turned out to be a 24-year-old Massachusetts woman named Carissa Hads, was arrested in West Virginia. She pled guilty to posing as Father James Purrier, the 16-year-old, in order to have sex with a 15-year-old girl she had been talking to over the internet for more than a year. What so is wrong who's with these people? In this warrior Eli hoax group was fake themselves. Oh, maybe a sixteen-year-old. Crazy! Everyone's so crazy. crazy. Yes. <laughs> Ew. It's not real. Let's take a quick break for announcements. Webcrawlers has a Patreon to get access to bonus episodes, shoutouts, merch discounts, and more. Please go to patreon.com slash webcrawlers. You can donate as little as $2 a month to become a patron. Also, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. If you give us a five-star review, we will shout you out. And Erios has a hotline. You know it. Insert jingle here. 626-604-6262. It's really been popping off and we've been getting tons of messages so far. So please keep them coming and we will continue to play them. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Now, back to our program. So over time, there were like 100 members of this Warrior Eli hoax group. They started investigating like other fake people. There was a part-time rodeo rider with leukemia, a terminally ill 21-year-old teenager undergoing chemotherapy. Each one was exposed as fake. Oh, my God. And some hoaxers hid behind made-up names and stolen photos. Others posted under their own names and seemed to be faking cancer in real life, too. That's Holy that's shit. fucked up. If you're faking yeah. cancer in real life. Have you <laughs> did you start watching the uh, the Vanessa Bayer? No. Is it good? Home shop. Well, I, I don't want to. Well, it's not really a spoiler, but like faking cancer is like one of the lot is one of the. Oh, really? Plots. And it's really funny. She's really, really funny. But that's like Brooks on a. Uh- Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, one of the women's boyfriends is like faking cancer for. Oh, yeah. I guess uh, I don't even know why you fake cancer for attention, attention for sympathy. I don't I guess. <laughs> it was so weird. <sighs> but like some of the hoaxes were not very good. There was a woman who posed as a dying male soccer player online, stole photos of David Beckham for her fake Facebook that's good good that's very smart (laughs) but like others were very extensive some of these hoaxers shaved their heads and bought medical equipment on the internet to make their hospital selfies look more realistic like buying hospital equipment to like put in your house is everyone insane it's crazy one had even been voted patient of the year by the u.s leukemia and lymphoma society Another person had used crowdfunding websites to raise thousands of dollars. I can see that if you're doing it to raise money, I can see why you would do that because yes, you get money. There's a financial incentive. Yeah, if you're just doing it for attention, like that is so 
it's so sad <laughs> and it's like so disgusting yeah so all these internet sleuths had learned how to spot red flags there were alleged cancer patients who were bald but they still had their eyebrow hair <laughs> interesting interesting yeah like you can shave your Whoops. head and be like i have cancer but like why do you still have your eyebrow hair like that hair falls out too yeah and there were six sick people on steroids who didn't have like the typical puffy faced appearance like they still look totally normal mm. but these people were like exposing all these hoaxers and spending like hundreds hours of research like it was oh, just like their God. like new hobby this is so crazy but then, like, if you go back into JS's online persona, who was the husband, was JS. Okay. When he existed, JS Durr was constantly posting knowledge he'd gained from dealing with Eli's cancer, his son's cancer, all fake. He would post on Yahoo Answers. <laughs> I love Yahoo Which Answers. Which we all love Yahoo Answers. <laughs> Let's not lie. He gave advice to hundreds of strangers dealing with cancer. He would offer tips for fighting night sweats caused by leukemia. Oh my God. And then in 2009, he met a girl online who was 14 years old and scared out of her mind in California. So in 2009, this was that Emily Durr girl pretending to be JS, pretending to be like a 30-year-old man. Interesting. Okay. So she was probably, I think she would be 18 in 2009. So JS met a girl who was 14, convinced she had leukemia. Two years earlier, she'd been diagnosed with Crohn's disease and was put on a, a medication that increased her risk of cancer. Oh, God. She started noticing aching joints and pain Ooh. in her bones. Me? Yeah. Yeah. You. <laughs> so she went to Yahoo Answers. She's like, I'm really scared. I have leukemia. And then JS responded. Well, it's possible you have leukemia, but at the same time, you may also not have it. In either case, you should have an appointment with the doctor to be sure. And then he would leave his email address in AOL instant messenger name. Screen name was Crazy Canuck and J Crazy Canuck J. Interesting. <laughs> so then the 14 year old girl was like contacting JS on instant messenger. Oh, God. He was nearly twice her age. So he was supposedly 28. It was really Emily Durr who was like 18, but they like became friends. Uh, JS was somehow always online, even with his demanding police job. He claimed he was a royal, royal mounted Canadian policeman. That was his job. Okay. And apparently had like 10 kids. They talked for hours every day after school. This girl also received Warrior Eli wristbands in the mail to hand out to her friends. One package came with a handwritten thank you drawing of a car. She assumed it was from Eli, his son. It was all JS. That is so fucking creepy and weird. But then one thing they didn't really discuss was JS's, JS's past. JS had a twin brother, Sam. They formed an alt-rock band called the Vast Deference. Oh my god, that's the that's the uh what is that for the pe is that the fallopian tubes or is that the penis? That's, that's the, the penis. where the cum is. That's where yeah. the cum is. <laughs> but JS's twin brother had been stabbed to death by his girlfriend when he was seventeen. Of course, why not? But some of JS's relationships went past friendship. So in twenty ten, a Florida woman named Anna stumbled on JS's Zanga blog. And she was, like, really into J.S.'s dedication to his son, Eli. 
They started talking. They were both married. They began like a year-long online love affair. Oh, my God. So JS, it would have, Emily would have been, I think, 19 at this time, like having a love affair with this like married woman in Florida. So <laughs> weird. <laughs> so she weird. was like, he had an awesome sense of humor. He's very open with me. Asked about me how I felt about things. They texted. They sent dirty pictures to each other. They had cyber sex. But she never spoke with him on the phone. That's your first mistake. <laughs> yeah, that's a major uh, no-no. And then one night when Anna was up chatting with JS, he said, I like you a lot. I mean, a lot. Like, I wish I could have you and Dana, too. Why couldn't I have met you first? And then Anna's like, that's well, I stupidly felt the same. She's like, I've been married for 13 years and I'm a stay-at-home mom. I did think I loved him. And he said he loved me as well. <laughs> oh, my God. This is all so dark. It's so dark. So back in 2013, after this has all been exposed, Taryn Wright, she invited a few dozen friends over and family for a house party. There was an episode of 2020 about online hoaxers that featured the Durr case in an interview with Taryn. No way. So her, it's, I watched the clip of it. Neve oh my God. From Catfish is on it too, like being interviewed. Of course. It's so it's Taryn's like, it's my first TV experience or TV appearance. Oh, my God. But then they showed on 2020 some hidden camera footage of this hoaxer, Emily Durr, Fuck. like walking down the street. She was like, it's just photo of her. It was like Bigfoot footage. It was just like her walking to her car, <laughs> like eating a cookie. And like all of Taryn's friends were like making fun of her, like calling her a troll. But then Taryn like instantly felt bad. She was like, oh, no, like. This poor girl yeah. like, probably worked hard to get like her life back together. All of a sudden, she's on the news on Friday night, and everyone's laughing at her. God, it's so crazy. So like, after the show, Taryn was like, felt pretty uncomfortable about what she did. She's like, oh, my God. Like, I just exposed this girl who's like 22 in med school. That's interesting, like, yeah. I mean, I, she lied to a bunch of people, <laughs> but like... She's like, oh, no, I felt bad. So she so then Taryn started like talking to all these hoax hoaxers and all the victims. And like she even formed yeah. friendships with some of them. And then she like became well, it's hard to make this. friends in your. In your yeah. 30s. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then she became friends with this one woman in California who faked several pregnancies and faked cancer. But she was talking to them to, like, understand them more. Like, why are you doing this? And, like, she just kind of felt bad for all of them. I got it, yeah. So the more she talked with all these hoaxers, she's like, I think they're just suffering from mental illness or, like, they're lonely. She's like, I don't think a happy person goes and does this. You think? Yeah. And she uh, learned to recognize the typical hoaxer profile. She said it's a socially isolated woman in her early 20s, sometimes depressed. Okay. Early 20s. That's interesting. I would think it would be... I will say... I thought it would be older. Yeah. Um, I will say I once made a fake Facebook profile. <laughs> I was in... I was... Uh, this was like 11, 12 years ago. I was dating uh, a really bad ex, and he was cheating on me constantly. Uh-huh. And I dated, I made a fake profile based on the girl's... chose a photo of like the girls he was cheating on me with. I did this too. The type of girl he was cheating on me (laughs) with because he had a type 
and the type was exactly opposite of me and uh, aesthetically. And I, fa- I Facebook friended him because I just wanted to see if anything would happen. Uh-huh. And he never accepted the friend request. He probably was like, nice try, Allie. Um, <laughs> I, did th- I did this on Instagram, like really Instagram days. I was like, I think my boyfriend's cheating on me. And I made a fake profile and was like talking to him. Like he for oh sure was God. cheating on me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my for sure was cheating on me. Like I, <laughs> I walked in on him and I found right. a sex tape on his computer. Oh yeah. <laughs> but, Solid evidence. <laughs> yeah. But um, he didn't fall for my catfish, unfortunately. Who among but, us have yeah. not created fake profiles to figure out if there's significant others cheating? We've That's all just, done it classic 20s stuff you got I think that, that profile still is up so i don't remember what name i had but i for Maria sure Basucci. like found fake photos <laughs> and- <laughs> it's so funny have uh, you ever been has anyone ever used you for a catfish i don't you know what there was someone sent me a profile like a tinder profile of someone using my photo like yeah that's what i was wondering yeah that, over I, I, 10 years ago because I wouldn't be surprised since you have like modeling photos. I feel yeah, like I know. Probably... Like you just Google photo. Yeah, someone did, but I think yeah. And they got no matches, so they chose a different <laughs> photo. <laughs> They're like, yeah. I'm sure people have used my. I've, that would be amazing if someone like started a relationship with someone. I know. Like, oh, it's me. That's so funny. Uh, oh, amazing. Uh, okay, so Taryn Wright. So in 2013. Taryn Wright removed everyone from the Warrior Eli Facebook hoax group, except like four other people. So they're still like remaining members and they were still like researching stuff and they all like were in agreement about how to handle hoaxers. Like they weren't going to like out them or like they were just going to like privately message them. Okay. But the like the website's still up, but I, there hasn't been a post since 2016, so I don't really think they're really active anymore. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it. Um, she's like, we don't want hoaxers to be villainized. They have mental illness. They certainly do bad things, and there are times you research and you get really angry with them. But my hope for all of them is that by being exposed and helping to get them treatment, they can move on and have happier, more productive lives. That's what she said. So that's like a good way to. I mean, I agree. All this stuff is definitely a form of mental illness by which you definitely need some form of help. And I think they 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 go that direction, too, in catfish. But it's just and I think the same could be said for scammers, too. Yeah, you're you're a scammer. It's like what degree of tolerance do we have for that? Um, yeah, it's so bizarre. What degree of like accountability and help is the person seeking once they are outed, and are they continuing with it, or do they need to be exposed for the safety of like the community and other people? Um, yeah, like I feel like when people are getting money or like making a living off of it, yeah, like, that's of a fucked up. Yeah, I mean it's it's crazy. That's uh that's 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 like the first big Facebook hoax, really, because this was like 2012. Well, I mean Facebook has been around for a while, but this was like one of the bigger, like over 70 profiles 
Man. Do you remember you needed, uh, when Facebook first came out, you needed a college email yeah. address to sign up and only like a few colleges were at first admitted yeah. to have Facebook. I remember I was so lucky. I felt so excited that I was going to USC or B, I, it was BU at first because they were allowed on Facebook. Yeah, I, c- I wasn't on Facebook until after they allowed everyone oh that's because you're a fucking dumb drop bitch. down a college sorry yes, you are a dumb bitch. sorry um well. anyways if you guys have ever catfished someone been catfished been the victim For of sure, a scam some of our listeners oh. have created fake profiles i know you have girls i already know which girls are gonna call in I, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna call you out but i know who's gonna call in we know um if you know anything about munchausen munchausen by proxy munchausen by internet if you have ever used melissa's pr- pictures for a tinder <laughs> yeah. profile melissa where can people reach us you can email us at webcrawlerspod at gmail.com all right well i am ali siegel I am Melissa Stettin, and we look forward to hearing from you. Bye. Bye. An Elio's original. Powered by ACAST. 